Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and it is Wednesday morning after the snowstorm. I have to go out in a few minutes and shovel. Before I did, I wanted to do a review of a film called Fight in Love with a Terracotta Warrior. It's also sometimes just known as a Terracotta Warrior. This is a 1990 film directed by Ching Shui Tung, and I apologize if I uh, mispronounce the name. He's also known as Tony Chung, and uh, it was produced by Shui Hark, who did the special effects and star Zhang Yimou and Gong Li. Uh, Zhang Yimou is the uh, director of Hero and House of Flying Daggers, and in this movie, he's the protagonist. Uh, so this is a really interesting movie. I'm going to try not to give away too many spoilers. I think that um, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to give away a few key plot details. So if you don't, if you don't want to, uh, you know, if you don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, have that ruined for you, then just, you know, maybe, maybe skip this one. But there, it's just too hard to talk about this movie without getting into some of the, some of the twists and turns. But I won't give away the big, I won't, I won't give away like the ending. I won't tell you how the film ends. Uh, so it starts out uh, during the, the Qin dynasty uh, with the, uh, the first emperor, uh, I think, Qin Shi Huang, and um, the same, the same figure from, from the hero film. Uh, and he, he's, he's, uh, he's, he, he's constructing a mausoleum and, 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 uh, the main character is uh, a man named Meng Tianfeng, who's the architect of, of the project. There's an assassination attempt against the emperor and Meng Tianfeng comes to the rescue. Uh, the emperor in this movie is depicted as a real jerk and he ends up slaughtering a bunch of his men for being late to, to save him. And, and then he makes uh, Ming Tianfeng uh, his chamberlain. And he eventually basically becomes like his right-hand man and is, um, is one of his most trusted uh, officials. Uh, so then, you know, a few years later, there are a bunch of purges where the emperor is burning, uh, uh, burning scrolls and stuff. And, and, this, and, and, and I should say, this part of the movie, they, 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 they have a few nods to historical details and a few jokes about about the history as well, which is uh, which, which I thought I thought was 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 pretty interesting. But the um, uh, the emperor at this point is seeking the elixir of immortality, and he's got all these Taoist alchemists uh, in his court, and you know they're 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 constantly bringing him pills, and you know testing them on animals, and then uh, and then when they're ready, he he you know have his men to try them. And, you know, usually the guys die. But there was a pretty humorous scene at this point where uh, one of the Taoist alchemists, who becomes an important character in the film, is, uh, is trying to persuade the emperor that he's, he's found the elixir. And he has this rabbit that supposedly has lived seven years rather than the normal five. And so he thinks that, uh, that the, the, the rabbit is proof. And during, during the meeting with the emperor, the rabbit dies. So he has, to, he has to slide the rabbit into his sleeve and then, you know, pull out another rabbit. And it's a... Uh, you know, th so th those kinds of uh, jokes are peppered throughout the movie, but for the most part, this portion of the film, uh, when it's when it's set in the ancient history period, is is fairly uh, it's fairly straightforward and serious. Um, but but where the where the plot really kicks in is the emperor learns about an island uh, in the east that has obtained this elixir that he's seeking. But the, the Taoist alchemist, who's just telling him this story basically because he doesn't want to be executed and he's trying to come up with a, a you know, story to, 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 to make him important to the emperor, uh, the Taoist alchemist tells him that they need 300 uh, virgin boys and 300 virgin girls on the ship. It's not entirely clear to me why, but 
you know, they, they, the emperor, you know, immediately, you know, uh, brings 300 virgin boys and girls to the, uh, to the palace. And uh, Meng Tianfeng is, you know, one of his duties is to, to oversee this project. So uh, he, he ends up meeting a girl in the version I have, her name is Snowy. In, in some of the other versions, her name is Dong Er, but, uh, but this is a woman that he actually met before earlier in the movie during the purges of the, um, when they were burning the books. And her father uh, was a scholar and you know, died during one, when, when the soldiers were, were taking, uh, taking the bamboo scrolls from people. Uh, but he met her briefly, and so he recognizes her and she recognizes him. And she tries to escape, and he, he catches her, but he's still fairly uh, kind and gentle. And the two end up falling in love, and then he's torn between his duty to the emperor and, and his love for Snowy. And when she ultimately, uh, well, actually, before, before the ship leaves, uh, she, uh, she meets him in a mausoleum, and they, and they consummate their love. And they're prepared to commit suicide because they know that you know, the emperor is not going to tolerate uh, this act by either of them, but the Taoist alchemist who I mentioned before, he tells them, no, 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 just just keep it, you know, on the down low. Nobody has to find out. If you if you commit suicide, then he's going to kill all the virgins. So just you know, save everybody by 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 not mentioning it. And, and and oh, by the way, I've also created a real elixir of immortality. And so Snowy takes the um, uh, you know, it's a pill. It's not like a um, it's not like a a, a potion or anything. So he, she takes the pill and and keeps it on her person. And she goes back on the ship. But then when her ship's about to leave, she decides she can't go through with it. So she she jumps overboard, and uh, and 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 flees back to to the palace, and and. Uh, uh, Meng Tianfeng has to capture her, but then he lets her go, and he announces that he's in love with her, and the emperor, you know, is is going to execute both of them. So he he decides to burn Snowy, and he he decides that Meng Tianfeng will be encased in terracotta and placed in his tomb. Um, now, before before the execution happens, Snowy kisses Meng Tianfeng and and passes the immortality pill to him. So he eats the pill before he gets encased. And then he's placed in the tomb. She jumps into the fire. She tells him that you know that, that their love will be eternal or something, and uh, for him to never forget her. And and for the next several thousand years, uh, Meng Tianfeng is encased in terracotta. Uh, it 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 fast forwards to 1930, and now the Snowy character has been reincarnated as an actress named Lily, and she's just a, got a small role in a really big production movie starring this great actor of the age named Barry Chi. And Barry Chi is this really interesting guy. He's kind of like a Clark Gable type, but he uh, he has all these little side enterprises that involve illegal activities. So he's he's uh, he's like a tomb raider, and and he and he's basically looking for you know for artifacts from periods like the Qin Dynasty. But he's you know he's interested in stealing them, so he's constantly murdering people that know too much information and stuff. So he's a really uh, I don't know I, I found the character really fun and entertaining. I like the idea of this this really famous actor who's who secretly this this super villain, um, and, and so so anyways, Snowy is is desperate to get a bigger role in the movie, and she's also uh, attracted to Barry Chi, and he won't even give her the time of day, but she ends up uh, stumbling into one of his illegal treasure ventures, and 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 basically Barry and his men decide well she might have to be killed, and so Barry takes her onto a plane with the intent of killing her. And the series of mishaps leads Barry to parachute from the plane 
and and her to crash with the plane in the tomb where Meng Tianfeng uh, is still encased in the terracotta. As soon as she appears, uh, Meng Tianfeng emerges from his terracotta shell, and the rest of the movie is basically him protecting her from Barry Chi, but it's, it's, it's a little more complicated than that because it's not... It's not. Um, it's not like Barry is just after her and openly trying to kill her. So there's a there's a there's a whole uh, sort of fish out of water story where uh, where Meng Tianfeng is just kind of tagging along while she's on on the film set and and then they're going to dinner with Barry Chi and Barry Chi then realizes oh he can use this guy for to make a you know a, bi- a big load of cash because he. He has his hair tested and carbon dates his clothing and everything and determines this guy's the genuine article. He really is from the Qin Dynasty. So it all ends with a big final showdown at the, uh, at the Mausoleum of the Emperor, which is, inc- which is spectacular. I, I had mentioned that Shui Hark does the special effects. For the first half of the movie, I'm like, well, where are the special effects? And then it's, you know, they, they all come in towards the end. And it's it's a it's it if you're a gamer, all the stuff that's in the tombs will be you know great fodder for adventure. Uh, so I, I don't want to give away what actually happens, but I will say I found the uh, the ending to the love story very interesting, and it, I thought I thought it it really made it come full circle, and it, it worked really well. And, and again, it was um, it's 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 a uh, it's essentially a, a fish out of water story, but it's got so many different sections to it it's got that whole like the the period during the Qin dynasty is about i think 40 minutes and then the the rest of the movie is pretty much in the 1930s there's kind of a, a bookend in the present but um but it, it but it, it's 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 pretty much split down the middle between those two and the the Qin dynasty uh section is really just like the sort of you know a straightforward love story uh in fact uh gong li who plays snowy her 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 role her personality in that portion of the film is so very different from her personality in the second portion of the film, and so it kind of goes from being sort of a stately serious love story to a little bit more of a comedic uh, uh, I don't know what you would call it but like a comedic like a romantic comedy action movie, uh, and and I, I I and then by and then at the very end it just you know it's just this sort of you know really you know sort of big action over the top. Uh, climax so so you get you get a full ride and you get the full spectrum of 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 romance humor action um i think very little was left out of the movie it does get a little bit silly during the fish out of water period so be prepared for that this is not um you know and 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 a lot of the humor is really sort of oddball off the wall type humor but there are some real uh good moments there's one where uh uh um Meng Tianfeng is 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 in a in a house listening to the radio, and he doesn't know what a radio is, and a and a voice comes on the on the radio, and in my subs, the the voice said, "I am Skeletor, and I'm going to take over the universe." And I, I don't I I don't know if that's what they were saying or not, and I don't know if they were you know it's 1930s, so I don't know if they were intentionally putting a modern cartoon character into a 1930s radio show, or if that's just how it got translated. But it was really funny watching uh, Meng Tianfeng uh, interact with the voice and think that there was a man in the box. And I mean, it's a pretty obvious joke, but the way that he played it, I thought it really worked. And he, you know, he's accusing the, uh, the the voice in the box of being a tyrannical midget or something. And it just it just really I, I thought I thought it, it it worked. And there were a lot of other other moments like that. Um, but. Uh, 
I, I think, uh, I think, I think, you know, again, what, what, what made, what made this, one of the things that, number one, uh, you know, you know, uh, Zhang Yimou is not usually uh, somebody who acts in movies. You usually think of him as a as director. But I thought he, he actually was very believable in this role. He has kind of a face that's sort of like an old-timey face. Like he looks like somebody who would have... What I thought What I thought was interesting was he, he looks some, like somebody who I believe would rise to the top during the Qin Dynasty. And the guy who played Barry Chi looked like somebody who you would think would rise to the top in the 1930s. So it was kind of a, um, I just found I just found it believable in that way. So he's a much more rough sort of uh, you know uh, you know uh, sort of tough looking guy, and Barry Chi is a much you know prettier man. So um, so uh, I, I but I thought that he was uh, you know that he was really well chosen for that role. I thought Gong Li. This is one of her early movies. I thought she did a very good job, and I I I I, I think that the the uh, the the two the sort of two incarnations of the character are so different that uh you know she I mean she almost looks like a different actress in the uh, uh in the second portion of the film and she's it's it's again it's much more funny and comedic so uh, I, I I I think in terms of the acting uh, you know everything everything worked fine uh, there there were definitely some cool action sequences as well there were a lot of really great special effects and the and, and, and the storyline, you know, by the very end, I think it all comes together and it's got a lot of heart. Early on, I was a little bit, I, I wasn't quite sure how much I bought into that. But, but then by the end, I feel like they brought it together and it all worked. And, and so it was, I, like I said, it's satisfying. Um, and again, I'm not going to give away too much. It's a very unusual film. It's, uh, it's a 1990 sort of, uh, you know, fantasy uh, fish out of water story. Uh, you know, because it's a 1990 movie, I sometimes I get overly excited about these older films. And then when I I, I, I I paint too vivid a picture, and then when people see them, they're disappointed. So I don't want to paint too vivid a picture. It's got sort of quirkiness to it, and 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 at times the pacing can get odd. But I really found it exciting, and I found a lot of I I, I just felt that that the that the movie worked at every moment, and I was always kind of because it was always presenting me with something new. Uh, I just never, you never really got bored. Even, even if, even if you weren't enjoying a particular part of the movie, it didn't matter because the next beat is, uh, is Meng Tianfeng, uh, dodging traffic and suddenly you're really concerned about him not being hit by a car or something. So, so, uh, so, so I enjoyed it, uh, and I would recommend it, but, but again, it was 1990 and it does show that it was, you know, you can tell that this was made in 1990 and it's based on a book by Lillian Lee, uh, which apparently covers the same same ground. I don't. I you know. I, I don't. I don't know much about the story beyond that. And and again, if you've never um, if you've never seen a Tony Ching movie, he he has done a lot of films. Um, he's uh, you know I, I I've reviewed a lot of his movies actually on on the blog and in my video blog. He did Swordsman Two, Swordsman Three. Did a Chinese Ghost Story, uh, Duel to the Death. He also did the Sorcerer and the White Snake, which I, I think I've, I've recently reviewed, and he is also a great action choreography. So if you've ever seen a new Dragon Gate Inn, which I've talked about, he was one of the action choreographers there. Uh, Shaolin Soccer, Hero, House of Flying Daggers. I mean, you know, Curse of the Golden Flower. He's got a lot of you know 
very, very solid action movies under his belt as an action choreographer as well. And so I think a lot of that comes through in this film. This film, I mean, is not primarily an action movie, and it's certainly not a wuxia movie, but it has elements of that. It has the sword fighting. It has, uh, it, it, it has sort of the, you know, sort of adventure action aspects to it. And it's all, it's all very, uh, you know, very solid and entertaining, even though it's not really the point of the movie. So, um, so yeah, so I, I would recommend it. It's again, I do have to emphasize it's a quirky movie. It is, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not like, um, it, 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 it it has some odd moments. It has some jokes that, that, you know, you, you either, uh, you either need to get the reference to get them or you need to understand the, um, uh, the, the historical context or, uh, or, or maybe you just have to have like an open mind for the, the type of humor that it is. So it's not always, some, some of the things are not all going to land, but, uh, but I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I, I found the humor entertaining and I really liked the idea of this, again, this actor who's like a, he's just like, you know, like the Brad Pitt of his age. And he's, he's got these side projects where he's, 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 he's stabbing people in the back because they, 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 they try to sell him a, a, a fake, uh, you know, Han period vase or something. Um, and, and, and he's, and he's perfectly willing to, to murder people that, that find out that he's secretly a tomb raider. So, um, I, I really, I, I thought that was a, a really, uh, cool part of the movie. Um, and I, I can't remember who played Barry Chi, but he, he was really good. Um, and I, uh, I'll try to get that in the, in the, in the, um, uh, uh, below the podcast notes. So yeah, anyways, it's Terracotta Warrior. It's sometimes also called Fight in Love with the Terracotta Warrior. Um, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I think it's, uh, it, it was, I think it was a Golden Harvest movie. And let me just check on that. Was this a Golden Harvest movie? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like a hundred percent that this was a Golden Harvest movie. And it's, they, I think they have this special edition now that you can get on Amazon for like 10 bucks. They're like POD, uh, printed versions uh if any of that was incorrect i'll correct it in the in the in the notes because i re- i really got to go out and shovel now so so yeah so so check it out and uh i'll try to post a trailer too so you can get a sense of what it's about because it is a very uh, a, a very odd film um i've seen a lot of unusual movies and this one this one is 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 uh is kind of up there it's not off the wall odd it's just an odd concept and it's it's a very it it's just odd how how it commits to that Qin Dynasty period for about forty minutes before going to the the nineteen thirties. Um, so all right, I will talk to you later.